welcome. Locked in for life. Locked in there. <laughs> welcome to Echo Online Service. We are so thankful to have you watching today. Mm -hmm. We have an awesome message from Pastors Annie and Christy on respect. Sing it. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Tell me what you mean to me. Okay, okay, okay. Table communities. We love summer groups. We have so many fun opportunities for you. We have social groups. We got book studies. We got Bible studies. We have outdoorsy nonsense. All of the goodness. Sign up today on our website and, you know, just do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about generosity, Let's Sam. We love being a generous church. Yeah. Because of your giving, we were able to put together some amazing gifts for the mental health professionals at Rochester. Mm -hmm. Here we are. These beauties. We are so thankful to be able to bless these amazing people for who they are and the incredibly yeah. important work that they do. For sure. If you are looking to give today, you can do so a few different ways. You can scan the QR code, you can head to our website, you can text any amount to 84321, or you can use the Church Center app. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you enjoy Echo Sunday service. Boom. Boom. Father of kindness, you have poured out grace. You brought me out of darkness. You have filled me with peace. Giver of mercy.
You have all of my attention I don't want to miss when you're speaking Who you're reaching, who you're healing Holy God, you have all of my attention Sing it again I don't want to miss what you're doing When you're moving, where you're leading Holy God, you have all of my attention I don't want to miss when you're speaking Who you're reaching, who you're healing Holy God, you have all of my attention Sing, come now and come now, Spirit of God, move in our hearts, light of revival. Oh, Spirit, come have your way. And rain down, heavenly flame, here in this place, unleash your power. Oh, Spirit, come have your way. And come now. this morning we're so grateful that you've taken us out of that grave to walk into freedom God and we are so grateful to be standing here today in your grace and in your love God we thank you for this time amen hey Wade thanks for having us yeah no problem <laughs> Christy big leader she's a big leader you brought her to the next level she is and in this, in this series, we're talking about baseball, but we're also talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I thought of two people who need help in both of those areas. Got some rookies coming. Yeah, two oh, rookies. Rookie. Yeah, yeah. Let me introduce you. They're engaged. They're about to get married. And they need not only some baseball help, but they need <laughs> some relational help. All right, you two. We are going to practice ground balls. And form is really important, okay? So you do need to stretch a little bit. Move, like, stretch your hamstrings. Yep. Back. You don't want to pull a hammy. Over one side. Stretch your arms. Stop like flexing. This? Stop flexing. I'm not flexing, you weirdo. Oh. You're going to have to get down low. We call get through the ball. Glove ahead. Keep your eyes on the ball. Yeah, uh, yeah. see, this will just roll right up on you. So we want to teach, we want to teach that glove flat as we drop down. Well, just make sure she has uh, teeth for the wedding day, Wade. All right, I will. <laughs> so I want it down, glove out. You got it right. She's pretty good at it. Let's swap. Let's see. You don't like that, right? 
Well, see, look, he didn't drop his derriere. Oh, yeah, and he's like resting his yeah, elbow. Yeah, resting. Is that how you feel? Like you're gonna rest and pose? Yeah. Is that what you're gonna do? Christy, this is very uncomfortable. I know how you feel on this side of things. Yeah. This is a drill you can do together after I get started. Respect for one another to make each other better. Okay. To make each other better. Are you ready? Notice both your technique just went away when we started having a competition. It went away. <laughs> is that bad? It went, well, yeah, it's bad. Are we trying to make each other better or worse? Better. You look constipated. Okay, coach. Can you start saying, okay, coach, when I ask you to do something? <laughs> See, this is good therapy in the couple. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, don't snap at it. Don't snap okay. at it. He, had, he snapped at me. He snapped at me. That's what you did, you snapped your glove at me. <laughs> you were kind of glove snapping. That's, that's not right. You need to be lower, Lizzie. Oh, oh. oh. the teeth almost that came almost out took, there. That almost took a hot bit. Uh-oh, we got anger. We got anger out This is what happens in couples. I've seen this. Couples come in here and suddenly they start throwing it at each other. It's like, this is a little pebble. Really what they're throwing is a big boulder at each other. Me! Me! Oh. <laughs> me! Oh, nice! Good job. Grab. Me! Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Next! Me! 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 <laughs> me. <laughs> there is no me, there is only a we. It's only we. Are, you're not a me, you're a we. <laughs> you're teams, you're a team, okay? There's no me, there's only we. Yep. Mm -hmm. Get it together. All right. This is four, so you're now, yeah, second grade. Wow. Second grade. <laughs> That's hard. That, that actually did hurt a little bit. That did hurt, right? <laughs> so the key to that, though. Mother. I felt that for you, babe. Did you? Mm-hmm. That kind of hurt. Reroll. I was hit. I'm ready, coach. He's <laughs> not. He's not ready. He's not ready, but we're gonna do it. Wait, didn't you say? I thought you said to get it at the first hop. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now I can't even see with this thing. Get your. I am not an anxious person, but I'm anxious. Oh my gosh! Oh my! Like the way you're standing. Well, do you want to get hit in the cankle? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you don't respect the game. You're wearing a helmet fielding balls. We don't respect the game. <laughs> so I'm one. scared I'm gonna get hit. That's why, you're scared of the ball. Hard, isn't it? How dumb. Thanks, babe, for the encouragement. Two. Three. Four. Whoa. Oh, she's gonna get five ropes. Oh! I was a one. Failed. Failed. Babe, yeah. there's, there's no such thing as failing, oh, babe. Yes, you were learning something new. No, it's called failing. I'm here to raise you up. You didn't oh. fail. <laughs> You're learning something new. I cannot. Lizzie, Lizzie was a 10. Okay. She got oh. it. You're here for me. Thanks. Stop with the puns. <laughs> so we want to talk a little bit about respect. And the game of baseball, to me, what's really special about it is there's all these intricacies in the game about respect. Respect from the pitcher to the hitter, right? Mm -hmm. Respect your opponent. Respect the umpire, right? There's these set rules. And then there's respecting your teammates. Mm -hmm. You guys are gonna be teammates for life, yeah. right? For life. And the reality is, there's ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And when we talked about earlier, it's we, not me, we, not me. It's, it's the real reality of that, where you have to have respect for one another and that's hugely important in your marriage with one another. Whether that's building each other up instead of breaking each other down. I've seen athletes strike out and their own teammates say, oh, you stink, or whatever it is. You can't be that. You gotta be supporters of one another. And I think that's the biggest thing in marriage that has helped me stay in mind. It's good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, great. Let's give it up for Isaiah and Lizzie in the front row.
can stand, you can bow. Oh, uh, yes. Humbling, isn't it? It's humbling yes. to do things in front of everyone. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed a week off of shaming, being shamed and embarrassed in front of everyone. For those of you that haven't seen it, I was in the videos in previous weeks, and we thought we'd switch things up. I thought that was good premarital counseling. How do you guys feel? Good, good. Does anybody relate to this couple that we just showed? Anybody like, you know that's exactly how you'd be on the field together? Y'all, you're not being No, honest. they're all nice. I just spoke about honesty last week. and They're just looking at us. Just looking, no, it's not good. me. It's good, but we're in our third week of Home Base, and this series is a series on relationships, and our goal is to equip you with some principles and helping you realign your life, evaluate your relationships, and honestly feel like you're going to practice every single day. So the first week we kicked off with talking about getting on the field and that it takes practice and having a team evaluating who's on your team, getting on the field, and starting practice. So have you guys been doing that? Nope. Anyone join a, join a softball team in the past month? Yes. No. Anyone get a membership at the yard yet? That's where we've been filming. It's been good. Last week, we started our focus on what each base is called. We want to change the name of the bases for you. So first base was what? Who remembers? Honesty. So we started with honesty and having honesty in our relationships and what that looks like. Today we are going to talk about respect. Can you guys say respect? Thank you, Sam. Aretha in the front row here. Next week we're going to talk about commitment and then in two weeks we'll be discussing love. And so what these are, if we focus on these four principles, we believe, Andy and I, is it's our goal is where we have stronger relationships, maybe a fresh start, maybe some healing, forgiveness that is taking place right now. And so today we're going to unpack what respect looks like. There's a scripture that I love in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. It says, be respectful to all. Keep loving the brotherhood, fearing God, and honoring the emperor. And so that just basically is telling us right now to respect everyone, to respect our, like, the things that God has given us, your responsibility. I think when we live a life of respect, it is a very big responsibility in how we handle our mouth, our actions, our body language, how we handle hard situations. And so today our goal is to be real with you once again in talking about respect. Absolutely. Thank you, Christy. Uh, I, for those that missed Christy on the video, I decided to respect her this week by not making her the star of the show. But don't worry, next week you'll see her field some balls. Uh, and it'll change your life, actually. Uh, but, but really, honestly, she's a trooper. And, see that uh, green bruise? Does anybody appreciate Christy's gutsy, gutsiness or her boldness or ability to... I mean, really... Honestly, Christy, I, um, I really do appreciate your uh, let's have some fun uh, mentality and, and your willingness to do that, and, and it makes me smile. In fact, uh, that was one of the reasons why uh, I was attracted to you in the first place. <laughs> was my athletic ability? We were, we were worried. <laughs> yeah. Everyone laughs. Well, here, let me pause. Let me pause. This is a funny story, and this is not in our notes. So, uh, But one of the first times I met Christy, she had just come off this long jog, and she was in her jogger shorts and, and her, and her, You're getting her weird, outfit, Andy. and she came in. I was like, oh, cool, an athletic girl. I need to get to know her a little bit more. <laughs> well, that was the last time she ever went on a run, so... I was nervous that he was coming to visit and straight up, I was living in Duluth and went for a five mile run listening to Mariah Carey on my disc man. Did you say a five mile or a five minute run? Mile, okay, I ran to Canal him. Park and back, thank you. That's impressive actually. Our first date was snowboarding, see, I'm yep. athletic. And I, and I did I not leave the bunny hill, just <laughs> in case you're wondering. But I did comment on her nice slender hands, her, her slender fingers. You're getting weirder by the minute. <laughs> I had to keep taking my gloves off because I kept falling and he yeah. noticed my hands. I just wasn't good at dating, okay? I, I mean, I, I was, no. I struggled, I struggled. Slender fingers. It's all good, babe. It's trying to keep it pure. I respect Jeez. you. But anyway, if you have your Bibles, open up to okay. Matthew 15. I do feel like this scripture has uh, some relational uh, weight to it, but I believe we have to kind of catch 
uh, and read in between the lines a little bit, be able to catch it. And so Matthew 15, 1, and it's, the, it's really the story of the Pharisees, again, challenging Jesus. There's some relational tension between the Pharisees and Jesus. In fact, many people believe that Jesus actually was a Pharisee. And so the reason why Jesus was so hard on the Pharisees is because it was inside. It was an inside issue. This is a relation that actually mattered to Jesus and and he wanted to make things better. I I believe actually that he respected and honored that relationship enough that he, he actually was willing to fight a little bit. To, to address a few things. And so this is what we find out. It says, some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? And this is, this is kind of funny how, what they're addressing. They don't wash their hands before they eat. Any parents say amen? And I mean, isn't that the perpetual argument with your kids? It's like, for the love of God, clean your hands. But I have to admit, when I was a child, I did not clean my hands. <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't want to. I was like, I liked all the dirt on my food. It, I felt like it was good uh, for the stomach. I don't know really what, what the issue. But anyway, it was this constant battle um, that the Pharisees were having with Jesus. And this is, the, where, this is the kind of the fight that they want to pick. And then Jesus replies. He says, why do you... Okay, you get this? He's responding back. He's starting this discussion with one question. He's bringing another. Uh, they're bringing a question there, and he's going to bring another. He says, why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? So he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to come, and you're going to address how my disciples are breaking the tradition, but let's not forget you're breaking it as well. And so an argument ensues, or at least what Christy and I call a discussion. I believe that Jesus actually isn't picking a fight. I think he's just engaging in it. Again, because he cares. But verse four, it says, for God said, honor, and this is what Jesus is addressing with them and their tradition. He says, for God said, honor your father and mother and anyone who curses their father and mother will be put to death. (laughs) Man, this is elevated really quickly. This has gotten really, really serious. Uh, and honestly, as a child, I probably would have been dead about a thousand times over. Anybody want to admit that? I mean, honor your father and mother. It was, it was not easy or it wasn't necessarily natural for me. But what Jesus is trying to present here is, I believe, a new level of respect that he's bringing to the table. In fact, that Hebrew, the Hebrew word honor could also be reworded to respect. In fact, the Hebrew word is, or a Greek word actually is tamao, which also means to fix a value. Now just pause and think. To honor somebody is to respect them or also to fix a value upon somebody. Dishonoring and disrespecting is an action that actually what Jesus is trying to teach the Pharisees is actually representative or representative or reflective to capital, uh, capital punishment. <laughs> He's saying if you dishonor, you disrespect your parents, then we could kill you. I mean, he's bringing a whole different level of disrespect. And, and I think what he's trying to do is, is play a little chess game with the Pharisees is you have a problem with my disciples not cleaning their hands while well, I have a problem in how you're honoring the people who have gone before you and honoring your relationships. And I just want to say this, I believe um, disrespect isn't ju- the beginning isn't just the action. I believe it's the act of devaluing a person. And if we devalue people, then I can guarantee you that the relationship will not last. In fact, the big idea today is this, is to disrespect, is to devalue that relationship. Did you hear that? Yeah. To disrespect an individual means that you're proving that you have devalued that relationship. Am I talking to anybody here? I was like, oh, shoot. I don't, you know, anyway, anyway that's, I'm getting awkward up here, so let's continue. Uh, verse five, it says, but you say that if anyone declares 
that what might have been used to help their father and mother is devoted. They are not to honor their father and mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. So what he's trying to explain here is what the Pharisees have done is take advantage of honoring your father and mother to their own advantage. And you have to kind of dig in between this, a little bit into this story to find out that that they were trying to to manipulate the law to benefit themselves. And so what people would do is they would give their land for a time to the temple so then someone else wouldn't be able to use it. So that's what that part of scripture that was kind of confusing to, to hear in verse five and six is people would devote their land to the temple so the land would not be able to be used because that's what they wanted to do. And so what people began to do is they began to, to, to rewrite the rules to benefit themselves. And so I believe we begin to see as we begin to see a process that leads up to disrespect. The Pharisees may have respected their parents to their face, but actually what they started to do is manipulate people behind their back. People would devote their land in order to take advantage of others. They cheated the system to benefit themselves. And then Jesus says this, you hypocrites, which by the way is just another word to just say, you actors. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor, these people respect me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Can I tell you this? Respect is a heart issue. Respect is a heart issue. I believe this scripture is packed full of relational insight. I believe relationships are fueled by our respect and our honor. Y'all need to write that down. Your relationships are, are fueled by respect and honor. And if there are relationships in your life that are, are on E, that are struggling, I would suggest to you, it may just be a respect and it might just be an honor issue. I believe there's a slippery slope of relational divide. Let me help you understand that. I believe we see this in the scripture. What happens is this, is we begin to devalue our relationships. And what I mean about devaluing our relationship is we no longer appreciate the relationship as we should. Have you ever heard this? We don't appreciate what we have until we lose it. Come on. Y'all, I mean, that's not like, I'm not, relationally, maybe it's an old car or a house, you know what I'm saying, or some memorabilia that, that, was, that was ruined at some point. Like, you missed it, not be, when you had it, but when you knew you lost it. That's the same thing when it comes to relationships. Relationally, it's so easy to not appreciate what you have. I mean, when was the last time you looked in the mirror of your relationships and go like, you know, really, do I value and do I appreciate how awesome this relationship is or what it brings to me and what I can bring to it? And so when we devalue, the next step we take, and this is the slippery slope of relational divide, is we begin to find our, we, we redefine our own rules. We define our own rules. And why do we do that? Because bitterness, envy, jealousy, unforgiveness, pride begin to shape the way we try to score. Yeah. It's about we, not me. It's, it's so easy to get in a relationship and try to leverage Uh, and change the game so we win. That's the process. So we begin to devalue. We don't really appreciate the relationship. We kind of look down on it or it's not what it used to be or we don't think it is. And so we begin to redefine rules. We try to leverage our strengths and we try to expose other people's weaknesses. And what we do is we redefine those rules. And then this is where disrespect comes into play. See, I believe disrespect is the physical proof of the position of your heart. Let that one just sit in the room. That one's heavy, isn't it? Disrespect 
is the physical proof that you have devalued a relationship. And I'm not saying you even devalue relationships purposely. It could just be accidentally. It might just be the natural flow of things. I mean, back to Christy, when she came in and the sweat was just glistening off her forehead and she just came in just, I mean, she was floating in front of me. She had wings and she was flying. (laughs) I don't have anything to say. But at some point, she doesn't fly anymore. He's clipped my wings. I clipped her wings. <laughs> but, but you all know how it is. You walk into a relationship and everything's glittery and, and, and you all judging me again today. I, I, come on. Okay, I just will be, I'm gonna start faking it here a little bit, but no. Okay, but you all know the, the glitter falls off, right? The sheen, you know, I just bought an old, old Airstream and man, it just looks nasty. Man, it's not shiny. There's, there's mold on it all over the place. I mean, and and that's what can happen to our relationships if we're not careful. And then what happens is when we begin to physically disrespect people, division occurs. And division is the outcome. And I just sense there's some people that came into this room, your relationships are divided. Some of them are. And I hope that this scripture and this process, this slippery slope of, of relational divide begins to show you how we can work backwards to begin to value the relationships that matter. Amen? I want to say this too. When we were preparing this week for this message, I think a lot of times my brain goes, when I hear, when I hear respect, I immediately start thinking about arguments or conversations that have gone wrong, haywire, where it's disrespect comes out. And, and then also the flip side of that, of how can I handle conversations in a respectful manner. But Andy and I really felt, both of us, is the value of us going deeper because it is a heart thing. Disrespect is a heart thing. Respect is a heart thing. And when we say that, it's a matter of what's actually going on. Because bottom line, a lot of times when you have conversations, and let's say you're in an argument or whatever, the issue that you're fighting about isn't actually the issue. A lot of times it's deeper than that. And so it's doing the story work or going back and asking, like, what is actually happening here? What is triggering me? And one thing I really want to reiterate today is that I think a lot of times when I know for me, when I hear respect, I think of conversations. I think of conflict. I think of past scenarios where there has been disrespect or I have felt disrespected or I've given disrespect. And yes, those are conversations a lot of times, like if Andy and I are in an argument or whatever, I can think of moments where we've disrespected each other. But I want to challenge you today is respect is how you handle and conduct your life in private. How am I respecting Andy when I'm not next to him? Am Am I talking crap? I know for me, I've been with Andy for 19 years, and I always reference the break room talk. If you guys work and you go in the break room, and I've been in break rooms, I'm a hairstylist in the salon where disrespect is just going, going down, talk, talking crap about your spouse, your significant other, your family, whatever. Have you guys ever been in a room where you're just uncomfortable and, or you walk away and you're like, man, I should have walked away or I shouldn't have participated or you just feel uncomfortable. And I know for me that I have positioned my life where I am trying to not be a part of that or to carry that heaviness or that conversation. And it's true respect is how I am going to tame my tongue when the other person's not around. And I'm going to think the best. And I think a lot of times that we can get defensive, like we talked about two weeks ago, where it's more of a, well... It's, it's that we and me concept, but well, they did this. And it's like, no, Christy, who is God calling me to be? How am I to tame my tongue in this moment? Does that resonate with anyone? I know for me, it's been a big challenge. It's that consistency because bottom line, God is calling us to live a consistent life, to not compartmentalize. Well, this relationship's horrible, but this one's good. Or I'm good over here, but I'm just going to avoid this because it all merges together. It all flows together. And so just in this moment, I just want to challenge you to evaluate what's going on in your heart. So maybe you've been in moments in conversation with people. The slippery slope concept is 
yes, it starts with the heart, but it shows up in ways like bitterness. Maybe you have a negative narrative going on in your head. Or maybe you're just, you've been used to being yelled at or you've been shamed in front of others. I think one challenge for me is that when we're close to people, when I am obviously very close with Andy, it's very easy for me to start, because I'm so comfortable, because he's my husband, because I know all of his flaws and his, his like the beautiful things about him, it's easy for me to start having these tally marks justifying my way to get frustrated. So the whole concept of like, well, you, 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 or me, 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 and it's just like you start hearing those type of things come out of your mouth. And that shows up in cutting comments. It comes up like we've talked about in being defensive, rolling my eyes, my posture, like letting out the big, anyone sigh when they're frustrated. So maybe it's not even words, maybe it's just how you're carrying yourself in the conversation. But I wanna challenge you today to view your relationships the way that God is calling you to view them. And not through your lens of saying, well, I, I can feel this way because I'm this comfortable with you. So it's not saying you can't call someone out or you can have a hard conversation, but it's the delivery and the method that you're choosing to give them the benefit of the doubt and to honor them. Honor is one of our core values here at Echo, and it can be hard, but we want to cultivate a relationship and a lifestyle here where we are honoring each other. On stage, off stage, behind the scenes, when I'm not next to the person. Absolutely. So I think some of those physical proofs that we are disrespecting our relationships or disrespecting or de-honoring or whatever the word is there, uh, an individual is something, I want you to consider your posture. When you're having a conversation with somebody, what is your posture? What is your tone? Are you choosing your words wisely? Sarcasm. Sometimes, man, sarcasm is fun. At the same time, it can be extremely hurtful. I also think, though, that sometimes the things that we don't see but are also physical proof are the things that are behind the scenes. There are things like breaking boundaries in a relationship or neglecting a relationship. Second Timothy, I've been doing this study on first and second Timothy here for the last few months. And, and uh, I was just really, really, my heart was caught. My mind was caught in this scripture. And I want to read it to you because I think this is how we can begin to disrespect people, uh, not just in the way that we feel, but kind of in a biblical, anti-biblical way. And so let me just read this to you. And in second Timothy 3, 1, it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, disrespecting their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, but treacherous, rash, conceited lovers, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And then it goes as far as saying this, is having a form of godly, godliness, but denying its power. And then it says this, have nothing to do with such people. Now, before we say you about this scripture, I want you to look at yourself and say, I want nothing to do with that person. Y'all catch what I just said there? Because the natural progression of this is going, you know what? Yes, I do know a few of those people. And yes, I need to just say, get out of my life. But what you're forgetting is you are that person. I mean, every single one of us, we have one of those things on our list that we do. I guarantee you. We all fall short the glory of God. But you know what also also we fall short of? We fall short in our relationships. And sometimes we step into a relationship and we step into pride. 
Sometimes we disrespect our relationships. Come on, anybody, anybody ungrateful for some of the relationships that are in your life? Here, this is what I'm trying to tell you from 2 Timothy. This is what God is trying to tell you today. Have nothing to do with that self. Don't be okay with being not okay and are just like absorbing and say, well, that's just how I am. No, surrender that thing to God. And you know what? Create a new boundary, create new goals, set yourself up to say, hey, Lord, I might not be able to do this, but you sure can help me become a better person. Can I hear an amen? And, and, and this is what I really do feel. If we don't surrender, if we don't say, I want nothing to do with this person being me, then ultimately, relationally, we will see a divide. Yeah. You know, I've noticed in life is now, you know, I, I've gotten a little older in life. I'm, I'm not that old yet, thank, thank the Lord, you know. Uh, but I do like some of my gray that's coming into my beard and the stash. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Uh, okay, anyway, disrespect, disrespect. Uh, it's what I've seen with, with people who continue to age is people get better at these things through life or they get way worse. There are some, again, and I'm not talking about anybody in this room because we're all perfect, okay? Okay. But I've seen some people who have aged who have inspired me to follow Jesus. And they are, the, the fruit of the spirit is so evident. And some of these things on the list are just, they're just, they just don't even, they're almost perfect. It's not fair. On the same flip side, I have, I've met that cranky old person. It's just not very fun to be around with. You all know what I'm saying? Okay. Again, it's no one we know, but you know, just someone that cut us off driving to church. I think too, God is calling us to celebrate each other and not tolerate each other. So honoring with our words, our actions, whether it's your partner, whether it's a best friend, whether it's family members, your children, God wants us to celebrate. And that's taking, if it feels so uncomfortable, make a goal to give an affirmation one a day. When you're super frustrated, try to think of something positive. It's realigning and reframing your mind with your heart. Because a lot of times, our, the way that we are disrespecting others, it's way more about you than them. And so if we start positioning ourselves to serve others and to put others first, I think we're just in this culture of like, me, 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 I need self-care, I need this, if I'm being honest, like we talked about last week, and I'm not saying those things aren't important, but God wants us to live a life where we lay down our life for someone next to us. And so we've never arrived where we're like, been there, done that, I'm done, I get to just coast through life now. I know for me, I want to have my kids look at me down the road when they're adults saying, Are my mom and dad still serve Jesus and love Jesus and have joy? We have a whole Echo Joy merch line right now because God is calling us to Echo Joy, to be people who are being Jesus in this community and for the, for the other person. And so if I just can tell you one thing is just celebrate your loved ones this week instead of tolerating them. Yeah, Because I think a lot of times my family can feel like I'm tolerating or I'm even worse words. Like just, you know, you're an inconvenience, you're in my way, but God wants me to celebrate Zion, Zakiah, Keza, and Andy. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Band, would you, would you come up? We're, we're going to conclude on this one last thought. John 14, 15 says this, is if, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, you will keep my commands. I believe that there are rules to every relationship. Every healthy relationship has boundaries. There are rules of engagement. And I believe that that Second Timothy scripture begins to expose some things that we need to work on, some of those boundaries that we have 
past. And, 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 and the hope is this, is, is that, that Jesus uh, conquered the grave, right? Like, like he defeated sin. He defeated these things and, and, and modeled that we can overcome this by the grace of God. It's not over, that God's, God hasn't given up on us. But I love that God says, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. And, and I sense that there are some people in this room that respect, you show everybody respect out here, but when no one else is looking, respect lacks. That some of us, we, we actually pride ourselves that we do everything from A to Z for everybody to see, but when no one else is looking, do you still have respect? Here's another word, do you have integrity? And I think some of us, we've walked into this space and, 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 and as Jesus addresses at the end to the Pharisees is you're so worried about washing hands, but the issue is in your heart. And I just sense that by the Holy Spirit, not by man's power, not by our wisdom, the Holy Spirit needs to begin to do a work in our heart. In fact, I I sense some people walked into the space today and you just don't feel valued yourself. That that me is so broken down, it's impossible to be we. And I just sense that God wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to re set respect for yourself. I just sense there are some of you that you, you, you deal with some perpetual sin, some of the boundaries that scripture sets before you and, and, and some of the goals that are set before you for the best life that God wants to give you. And, and today is a day where you recommit your life to Christ and say, hey, you know what? If you ask me to be holy, if you ask me to be righteous, if you ask me to do what's right in your eyes and not in my own eyes, I will do that. I feel like some of us, we've stepped into so much justification that, that what we've done is we've begun to define what is right in our own eyes. And the Lord wants to go ahead and forgive you, but renew you so then you can have a reset so we can go from me, a healthy me, into a we and respect the relationships around us. Cordy and the band here just momentarily are gonna sing a song. And my hope and prayer is that the Holy Spirit would do his work, that he would come and have his way. Can we have a moment of honesty? When I read the second Timothy verse, did anybody relate to any of those? I got my hands up. Did anybody relate to those words? Every single one of us. And I think at this moment, we need to come to God and just say, hey, you know what? You need to do work in me today. Jesus. We have devalued some of our relationships. We have devalued our relationship with you. God, life and its circumstances has helped us devalue ourself. God, I just sense that today you're you're here today. And you're speaking value back into us. And you're declaring over us that, that we are loved. We are forgiven. We are righteous. God, we can be holy. That God, we can do right things. That God, that we're not just screw ups, but God, that we are sons and daughters of you, Heavenly Father. 
God, I just pray that hope would enter this room. But yet hope would be met with the work in front of us to not just be so worried about our hands being clean, but our heart being cleansed. So today, God, and in, in, in this place of just admitting, we cannot do this. We ask that you would do your work in us and through us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Father, come have your way. You rain down 
You know, something we do every week here at Echo is we say a prayer together. And this prayer by itself, it's not the words that are significant, but it's a reminder that we don't have it all together and we can't have anything together without Jesus. So we out loud every week say this prayer. And it's just an opportunity to us to be reminded, to reset our heart and to go into the week with an opportunity to serve God, an opportunity to know Him. And I just wanna encourage you, if you've never said a prayer like this before, we wanna say it with you. We're all gonna say it out loud and we wanna walk with you as a team. So let's do this, let's say this prayer together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's celebrate some people that maybe said that for the first time or the first time in a long time. You know, it's interesting. We've been talking about respect all day, and I'm just going to tell you, like, I was like, oh, I got respect down today. Like, I got this. I'm locked in. I'm ready to go for respect. And then Andy read this out loud. Andy and Christy were throwing some fire today. Disrespect is the physical proof that we have devalued a relationship. That pierced anybody else's heart? Because to me, I was like, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Got to check this a little bit. Got to slow down a little bit. You know what's funny is the people that came into my head, it wasn't my wife, it was actually my kids. I felt this kind of reminder, like be a respectful parent too. I love the way Christy said that when she talked about respecting her whole family. And a lot of times, I don't know about you, but I default to, the, to my wife's or my relationship with my wife, but my kids is a really big one in that one. And at least one time this week, at least one time this week, choose respect over disrespect. You guys are awesome. Have a great week.